Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs, also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply.
Yay! Hey, the last show pissed me off. The equipment was a farce almost as bad as seeing Putin topless on a horse. Sorry. The Olympics are here again. The weather should be, should, could sure be chillier. Boy, I'm screwing this up already, and I'm going to say it. Mark was supposed to be here in the studio, so it's time for another pack filler. But you see Mark's not here. <clears throat> I know you're thinking to yourself, those guys, those guys, it's like the Beatles. They've officially split up. We haven't. Um, we, were, we had all intents and purposes on doing a show tonight um, on, oh, what day is it? It's Tuesday. February 11th, 2014, we were supposed to do a show tonight, but uh, Mark called me and told me that uh, his, his wifey poo's a little sick, and uh, now we're all old men and have these responsibilities. Mark's at home taking care of the wifey poo. And so I thought I'd jump in and do one anyway, because I made these promises. Welcome to another edition of the only podcast available that can make your iPad waterproof. It is the Pack Filler Podcast. In the studio, I'm Pat Bulger, ABM, all by myself. It has been a while. Um, but it hasn't. As some of you might know, the recorder chose to pick up static from hell whenever I spoke last time, lead us to an almost useless show. But I uh, was able to piece that together a little bit a couple weeks ago and give you a new one. And um, we were able to save Mark Hodgson's rant. And Mark and I are planning on a show very soon this week, and we're going to get another one out here for you. So Mark can rant. But in the meantime, I'm here. I know. It's kind of a letdown. What it's like to be my wife. Hey, big thanks to the Sufferfest. Um, boy, oh boy. Uh, Dave McQuillan over at the Sufferfest did it again. Second year in a row he had the tour of Sufferlandria. And I know for those of you who might not be purveyors or purchasers of the Sufferfest videos, you might get to the point where you're going, oh my God, can I fast forward through this part of the podcast? But I'm not going to let you because um, i got to convince you guys that these are these are absolutely brilliant workout videos. I'm not really making many shekels off of this, folks, so uh, don't think that this is like some huge whoring of myself out. I do the videos. I love them myself. I did the entire tour of Sufferlandria once again this year. Um, absolutely great way for me personally to kick off the training, and it was that. Um, uh, eight days in a row, started on a Friday, ended up, no, it was eight, nine, ten, ten days. I can't do math in a row where we uh, had to do at least one video a day. And it was a planned route, so you had to do specific videos every day. And you had to do them before the end of the day, or you were out. You were out of the tour. And you log in through trainerroad.com. If you haven't found trainerroad.com, get on there. It's a great way to sync up your trainer with your computer and analytic, give you virtual power readings and all this wonderful stuff that you can just geek out. And it really helps uh, with improvement. And, and it also helps giving you something to stay motivated with, especially for um, us here in the winter months. You know, just sitting on that trainer, many times you'd rather gouge out your eyeballs with a spoon. But um, Trainer Road really helps that way. And so that what it does is it syncs up the videos. So you do them all in a day, and you have to log into Trainer Road, and you have to do them on there. So it records the fact that you're doing the videos, right? So all these videos in 10 days, and uh, last year, I think I told you guys, I lost 7 pounds in, a, in, a, in that 10 days. I mean, absolutely epic. This year, I didn't lose a kilo. I did not lose a single pound, which kind of ticked me off, I have to admit. But then uh, just two days ago, about a you know, week after the tour of Sufferlandria, I hopped on did an FTP test, functional threshold power. If you don't know what those are... Um, you're still training with an Avocet computer on your on your handlebars, but um, did it did one of those tests up 40 points, 40 points. Yeah, after that, after basically hard training for a week. So, um, and I'm not 
trust me, I'm not doing anything else but that. And this, this was, it was epic. So if that's a testimonial, I don't know what is. So um, try them out, you guys. It's, it, it can't hurt. They're, well, it, it can hurt, and it does hurt. It's epic. It's brutal. It hurts like hell. Uh, the tour was competed in, uh, well, it was, I think about 2,000, just over 2,000 riders started out with it. But uh, by the time it was finished, it was about 1,400. So it wasn't a ton. A lot of people couldn't handle it. They couldn't hack. It weren't tough enough. You know. Um, but it, was, it all went to a great cause. Entry fee was basically a donation. You log on to the Davis Finney Foundation. You make a, low, uh, a donation to Davis Finney Foundation, and you're in the tour. So that's what it was. Huge prize list they had at the end of it that they just drew the prizes last week. I didn't win shit for the second year in a row. Um, I'd like to complain to the management about that one, but what are you going to do? Everything from trainers. Have you seen those kicker trainers, those ones? Uh, it's kind of like the Le Mans Revolution, but uh, this one, it, it doesn't have the fan blade in it or something. I don't know. It, it's absolutely gorgeous-looking trainer. I didn't win that. And iPads, iPad minis, they had uh, s- subscriptions to Trainer Road. They had, oh, my God, what else? Jerseys, you know, full kits from... Uh, suffer fast all kinds of stuff i mean th- there was a trip involved from what i understand anyway i didn't win shit again but uh it was a great time um and thanks to the suffer fest um for getting me fit and i guess that's my testimony right there they're getting me fitter i don't know as i have a beer in my hand but um great stuff awesome workouts and i'm taking it to that next level i think i've told you guys about this so, if you have any time on March 8th, March 8th is a Saturday, coming up very soon, um, in order to raise money for the 2G1D Arrive Cycling Club Junior Development Team, which yours truly has put together and is now one of the coaches, well, the coach, um, I am going to basically attempt insanity. I'm going to do... 10 Sufferfest videos back-to-back with only 10 minutes rest in between in one day, in one sitting. That basically will take me over the 11-hour mark of workouts indoors here in the studio. I was thinking about trying to secure a larger venue, but uh, you know what? I want to do it here in the studio. That way I can do what I really want to do. I want to be able to broadcast it. I want to be able to create a podcast for that. So if you want to see somebody truly doing something absolutely asinine i will be broadcasting and talking up live i might even take skype calls but from what i understand you get a little bitchy after about the sixth or seventh video so if you want to skype in uh you're welcome to i might not take your call or i might just tell you to piss off but it could be kind of fun so if you think um skyping the accepting skype calls is a good idea let me know but regardless, we'll have the audio and very likely the video of the entire attempt because I have to prove it. I have to show in order to achieve knighthood, you have to prove that you've done all the videos back to back. If not, I could just say, oh, it's getting really hard. You know, I could pretend and, and just sit and drink beer all day. But you have to prove it. So, And um, what I'm asking in return, if anybody is so inclined to put something back into the sport we all love so much, on the website, on packfiller.com, I have a link. Asking for donations to the junior program, to 2G1D juniors. And all the proceeds will go to entry fees and the jersey kit for the juniors this year. Um, I want to get these, I want to get kids involved. I want to get them. 
out on their bikes and I want to get them to races. And the best way to do that, well, the hardest way to do that, is, the hardest part about that is, is finances. We've talked about that m- tons of times on this show that, that the money is, is the hardest part. So maybe we can make a little bit of a dent there. Maybe we can get some kids to a couple races. So packfiller.com, link there. Pat's knighthood attempt. Mark out your calendars all day for March 8th. <laughs> um, I'm going to have a couple guest riders maybe in here in the studio. I haven't talked to Mark about it yet, but I think Mark should come and do a stage with me. Um, a couple uh, juniors are going to do a stage with me. Uh, my son's going to do a stage with me. My wife might even do a stage with me. But she said, I have to adjust the camera so nobody can see her um, because she um, it's the witness protection program and she doesn't want to be known that she thinks it. Actually, she's vain about being in Lycra. Who isn't, though? Yeah. So, uh, thanks to the Sufferfest. Uh, stay tuned and stay posted for that. It's, it's going to be really good. Um, I'm going to be in hell. Uh, let's, let's admit it. I'm going to be in hell. That's what I've been told. And I'm, I think the biggest thing that I am worried about is my ass. Um, I've been playing around with saddles. And... Um, I mean, for those of you who've been around in the sport for a while, you know what I'm talking about. I, I actually did the Tour of Sufferlandria on a Sella Italia flight, one of the old older flights. I mean, I, yeah, you're going, man, that's not that old. I mean, I, I'm looking at a uh, Rolls, Concorde Rolls on one of my bikes. I might have a couple Bernardino turbos in the house still. So, fuck you, I know what I'm talking about. But um, I'm having a tough time... Riding on a stationary bike is different on your ass because you don't have that ability to adjust very often. And you, you know what I'm talking about. And everybody who's done this knighthood attempt has come out of it saying, God, it was brutal. I mean, six, seven, eight, and nine were hard videos. Um, and my ass is shredded. It basically looks like I went through a Cuisinart. So that, I, I, I'm not going to lie, I'm a little worried about. Um, I've never been a huge chamois cream kind of guy. And I know this is a very personal podcast today. Um, so I'm, I don't know. I, I mean, I've done hundred plus mile rides, but this is going to end up being a lot more than that. So I'm a little nervous. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'm, I'm really nervous is what's going on. So I don't know. It's, it's going to be interesting. I mean, I don't think I'm going to walk away with it with a shred of dignity, no matter what. I mean, it's going to be gross. It's going to be disgusting and, um, it will be all for your entertainment. So there you go. Um, can you tell I'm nervous? I'm talking about it a lot. Um, holy shit. Big thanks to Glenn Copas and Elephant Bicycles, one of the podcast's newest sponsors. In fact, I will be riding my Elephant Cyclocross bike for the knighthood attempt. I used it during the Tour of Suffer Landry. It's a more up, slightly more upright positioning. I find it great for the indoor stuff. Um, so it should be... It should be a way to go. I think, I'm hoping it's the way to go. And um, that's the one I'm going to be on. Beautiful steel frame. Uh, Iron Man, red, orange, I, I call it. Um, yeah, and that's going to be the one. Although the red, orange kind of clashes with the Kurt Kinetic trainer I'm on. Um, Kurt Kinetic is not a sponsor of the show, so I'm, just, I'm giving them free press. Yeah. Tune in. Okay, there you go. Uh, thanks to Glenn. If you want to check out his line of custom-made bikes, 
elephantbikes.com. Beautiful work. He will build you your dream steed and uh, measure you up and make you feel all embarrassed. But when you get it, you will want to kiss him full in the mouth. It's such a great bike to ride. I love riding this bike. Um, and, um, and so there you go. Uh, so that's that. Uh, where were we? Oh, yeah. The, the junior team still a go. We're, we're on fire. We're, we got it. We've, we're lining up sponsors. We're doing a kit order and all this kind of great stuff. Now, only thing I needed are kids. The only thing I needed more kids. We've got about uh, three kids, so uh, your children. I want your children. Um, if you are within this region, if you're within the Northwest region, uh, contact us. 2G1DEvents.com is the website for the team. If you've got a kid you, you might know of that wants to participate or be involved, um, let us know. If you are nowhere near the Northwest, uh, find a club and find a kid and get a kid involved in cycling. That's your ju- that's your goal for the year. Get a kid involved. Um, so it, I mean, get back. I, I was in a meeting for the Washington State Association for Junior Development, uh, a conference call a week ago. And I found out the statistic for the for my state, for my home state, the average age of cyclists, of, of competitive USA cyclists in this state. I'll give you a second to guess. Yep, 40. We are a sport of aging white men, and I think there's something wrong with that. Um, although I think, I think the, the women are starting to kick in, and we're starting to get a lot more women in the sport. But uh, something's wrong. We need to shift that demographic in the other direction. All of us who started the sport... 20 30 years ago are still doing it that's great but none of us have done anything apparently to get other people involved in our sport um what's going on with that why aren't kids jumping into cycling why aren't they participating you know i was um i was talking to a guy the other day and he he had a great theory on this why it's not happening think about it think about what what kids are being forced to do now we've got sports i mean i i know for a fact my kid's a soccer player. He is involved in some form of soccer year-round. Winter, we have indoor. We have training in the off-seasons. We have the season in the fall. We have the season in the spring. And then winter in between that. And then during the summer, he has tournaments. So basically, you're talking about a full-time gig. Basketball now, if you do not play summer AAU or whatever it is, division basketball, your coach isn't going to trust you when you come to play for school in the fall. You're not going to get a starting position if you don't if you don't participate that much. It's insane how much these kids are being forced to pick one sport at such a young age, and unfortunately, I don't think cycling's been that sport that they're picking. Um, and I, I don't know. And again, I think it's an equipment thing, but we'll figure something out about that. So. I, we got to sell the sport, folks. We got to get it out there. Oh, there. I had to rant for a second. I had to get my my sales pitch out of the way. Now I'm gonna have a sip of my. I'm uh, <coughs> just got back from from the fitness club from the YMCA. I've I've talked about it on the show. <coughs> several times about the fact that I'm, I, I'm a big believer in, in getting into the gym in the winter months for a cyclist. I think it's a good way to 
build some power, build some explosive power and some speed and some base strength, and also to work on areas like the core and work on areas that are non-cycling specific that will help you on your bike and also help with a lot of injury prevention. Yes, the best way to get fit for cycling is cycling, but there's so much more that goes into it that you need to kind of keep going. Besides, if you've never spent a long amount of time or any time in in a health club situation, you're missing out on one of the best sociological experiments of all time. I've been involved in three different health club organizations in this city. Um, I've been in, involved in the, the, the quote-unquote high-end one, you know, the wealthy one. Um, actually, I worked in a wealthy one when I lived in Seattle, Washington. Um, I've, I've been a member of the the smaller individual kind of chains, chain ones that are just small little locations, um, open 24 hours a day. You just go in there, you scan your card, and you can go in, but they do have staff that, that monitors it. Probably you know what I'm talking about. I'm just not going to name their name because I'm going to bash them in a little bit. But And then I've been involved with this, the YMCA. And um, all three have their hilarious, their scary and they're what-the-hell-is-going-on type of moments. Um, what should I start with? Let's start with the high-end. Let's go down the socioeconomic scale, all right? Start with the high-end, those private clubs where you have to play, pay that entry, that initiation fee. You have all the facilities. Um, most of it consists of douchebags in short shorts wearing playing racquetball um, and walking around the men's locker room naked. At what point does the male species, is it, is it an animalistic tendency for this to happen, that guys want to walk around in the nude in front of other guys? Now, this is not a homophobic thing. This, don't go there. But even at the one I worked at, in Seattle, by the way, I I worked in that, and it was like a, it was it was like a, well, it's like a sports shop, and we also sold the beverages out of it in this little sports shop. But it was also attached to the men's locker room. So one half you go around the corner, and you have the place where you could sell the stuff to everybody, and then you go around this back corner. And then there was the area where the guys in the locker room would come up and, you know, hey, it's a hell of a ragaball game. Let me buy you a beer or something like that. And they'd all sit there and they'd drink beer. And they'd, they'd do this fucking naked all the time. And it's really weird when you're sitting at a counter that is waist height for these men and they come up and they're ordering their drinks. And... You don't want to look, but it's right. Yeah. It was a really weird place to work. And I thought I was, I, I, I just don't get it. I don't understand. At what point do you not just grab a towel and throw it around real quick? You know, just, uh, yeah. oh, God, I forgot my shampoo. Got to throw on a towel, go back and get it. No, these guys are just, check it out. It's gross. There used to be a guy, too, there that, um, no, I'll save that story later. But uh, actually, 
Okay, you think you think you're at the high end of the socioeconomic thing. You know, you think this is a beautiful club, clean club. Everybody's taking care of everything. Um, <laughs> there was one time where I was. Uh, nah, I'm not going to tell that story. I'm not going to tell that story. I'm going to save that one for a classic role. Um, but anyway, okay. So we got here's what we got. We got these kind of guys walking around. We got this high end. We've got. You're up in, in the weight room area or you're waiting on a bike or anything like that and, and you've got the classic high-end person from, you know, whatever accounting firm or stockbroking firm they work for and it's the classic, you see it all the time, they're there more to socialize than they are to get a workout in. When I go into a weight room, I plan on leaving looking far worse than I did before I came in. I mean, so gross, disgusting. I'm the guy that if you don't wipe, if I don't wipe off the machine, you're gonna get something. Okay, that's it. I mean, I I, I I go in there to hurt myself. And then you've got these people who will sit on a machine, especially in between sets or something like that. Let's say they're doing a set of ten or something like that. Okay, they'll sit there and they'll chit chat with their little friends about what color they've decided to decorate the living room or the sitting room or their newest duvet cover they purchased, or anything like that. And these assholes don't get up and move. Yeah, don't be that person. I, 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 I'm, I understand you have to, you, your, your personal trainer told you to do three sets. That's great. You can get up and let somebody on, especially me, the sweaty guy standing next to you, staring at the machine like a dog wanting to get outside. I'm staring at that machine like it's the back door, and I really got to piss. And, and you will not move. You're just sitting there. You know I'm there. But you don't move. You're just sitting there fully engrossed in your conversation about the world's greatest frappuccino that you had. And, and yeah, man. Don't be that person. Do not be that person. And don't also be this. And this goes across the gamut for all the health club people. You've seen them, the people on the stair machines, although they're not really stair machines anymore. They're now more the elliptic things, elliptical things, so it's really hard for them to do it anymore. But I've seen them do it on the actual stair machines where it's a rotating set of stairs. Literally, the stairs, it's like it steps, okay? It's not you're, you're just doing the motion. Where you are propping yourself up on your hands so hard that your the flesh on your hands is turning so light-colored I don't care what nationality you are. You're, the flesh, you're putting so much pressure on your arms and your feet are just... You're flying so fast that you're still able to sit there and read your book. If my feet were going that fast because I'm not putting any weight on my arms, I would have a heart attack. I'd be going so fast. I'd be going so hard. But don't do that either, okay? Please don't be that person. All right? So that's okay. That's the high end. Okay, let's go to the mid level. We've got the that that twenty four hour always open. Um, they're they're staffed, but they're not they're not like hugely staffed. And then they have their personal trainers, and this goes for personal trainers across the board. I am a coach myself. I know what it's like to be training somebody for something, and that's great. But this little club, and it was it, this one I went to, is very very small. Okay. You're in there. You're trying to get to a machine. You're trying to do something. I want to get in and out of there in about an hour and a half, okay? I don't want to take forever in there. That's not my thing. I'm not the guy who walks around checking to make sure that one little muscle on his bicep is now p 
toughen up a little bit more. You know, that Ben Stiller from, uh, from Dodgeball kind of guy. I'm the guy who wants to get through there. And then I go over to, let's say, a leg press machine, but I can't get to it because some personal trainer working with a chunky chicken grandma who's in her 60s, upper 60s, who just who can you know just kind of barely get to the car from the, the front door. And she's got some rubber elastiband tied onto the leg press machine. She's not even using the leg press machine. Not at all. It's just she needed an anchor to tie this little colorful strap so Grandma can push her, you know, her wheelchair arms. Okay, you're taking up the whole machine, and then I would do, I would do. This is why I left this club because these people, these personal trainers, because they they are they are getting paid for this. Suddenly they have some level higher up above me, and they're now walking around taking up whatever spaces they want and taking the time they want. Because they're employees. You know what? I pay the freaking membership dues here too. And and why is it that I can't get to a machine simply because you want to try tie an elastic band around it? So made me crazy. But do I have the balls to be the guy when they ask me, why are you giving up your membership? Yeah, they did that. I, I sat down with them. I, I, they, I tried to phone it in, but they said, no, we have to do it in person. It's, you know, I'm going, oh, shit, here's, here's the sales pitch. But no, um, he said, can I ask you why you're leaving the club? And I should have looked at him and I said, because your trainers are assholes. They're getting in my way. I, I don't want to sound like a complete grumpy gills here, folks, but the common courtesy fact is something that's gone. The fact that you can't see somebody else just wanting to get through and just wanting to, to, to get their workout in too, that you can't go tie the strap to a goddamn doorknob or something like that so i don't know and it was so small it was such a small facility that you couldn't really get around all right so now i i take i take the i take the ymca if you've been i know what you're thinking when you're thinking of ymca first of all you're thinking the village people but um, we are fortunate enough in this community where we have absolutely amazing YMCA's. I don't know who, what happened, but we have three of these facilities in the city, and they're, they're absolutely huge. They're gorgeous, and they have really nice equipment, huge aquatic facilities for all you people who like to swim. And, and, and they're absolutely awesome. Um, what I think is hilarious about the YMCA is the fact that you've got it's like it's like the attendees of a Shakespearean play back in the days of Shakespeare you've got the wealthiest of the wealthy high up in the back just there to be seen and you've got it all the way down to the people down in front who just want to hear fart jokes and throw fruit I've been since rejoining the YMCA I've been there probably Ten times, okay? Every time I've been in the man's locker room, it has been a new experiment in socio sociology. It's it's absolutely amazing. Group dynamics, individual dynamics. We heard, my son and I were in there today, and we heard a guy talking about his running with the police officers yesterday and the fact that they are thinking he's a thug and he's a drug dealer, but he's not. He's not all about that, man. That's not what it's like, you know? And, and it's full-on conversation, basically telling us his entire rap sheet. Not us, but he was talking to a friend who was across the locker room. So what a great way to, 
discuss said legal problems by um, shouting it across the locker room and another guy. Apparently, they're big Raiders fans, too. So, um, just a lot of black. Uh, but that's that. And then, and then the time before we hear, you know, you, you'll hear some guy in the, in the showers sounding like he's, he's, he's swallowed a chicken. And it's, it's coming up in some weird way. And, but th- don't get me wrong, they're not dirty facilities. They're actually really well-kept facilities. And then you go upstairs, and they've got really nice equipment. I can't believe the types of the equipment. I still wish that the bikes, stationary bikes would be better off. Um, I think spinning has caused... Uh, don't get me started. Actually, yeah, I'll get started on spinning. I think spinning has caused indoor cycling great things, but it's also caused really really weird developments in stationary bikes and in riding techniques um i don't know about you guys but i don't get out of the saddle on a stationary bike unless my butt's sore unless you've got one of those kinetic rock and roll trainers that actually shifts side to side when you're on a road bike you do not stand up like you would on a stationary bike you've got to move the bike side by side so all these bikes you know, oh god, those freaking recumbents too. They do have TVs, but the recumbents are 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 insane. Um, I saw a woman there going so slow that she was able to read a paperback novel while she was on it, literally going that slowly. Um, on those recumbents, and then the ones you you end up getting on are basically like a heavily weighted flywheel track bike because they're all that fixed gear design. And I don't understand why they can't have a, a you know a freewheeling cog on it of some sort, but everybody is doing this now, and um, they only have probably three of those types of bikes in any given gym you've ever been to, unless you go into the spinning room, and you have to be in a class to do that, and then somebody's yelling at you, and you know, Anya, out of the battle, let's go. You did great. Bend those arms. Don't point your toes in the spinning circles. I don't know what I'm talking about. I've never been to a spinning class. I haven't. I've done several fast ones, but I haven't done a spinning class. So I don't know what I'm talking about. But I'm just assuming that's what the instructor sounds like. Does there? Shift. I can't shift. There's just a little dial in front of me. Shift anyway. Sprint! We're climbing! No, we're not. Yes, we are! No, we're not. I also don't like how much I sweat indoor on those machines. Who are you guys that, that sent in the Supperfest videos where you had this puddle of sweat beneath you? It's really gross. Open some windows, man. I open up the windows when I do uh, when I do the knighthood thing. They're they're gonna be they're gonna be fans going everywhere in here. It's gonna be freaking cold in here for anybody else. You're gonna have to be wearing a jacket. I hate soaking sweat when you're on a stationary bike. I see those puddles at the base. It makes me crazy. I feel the sweat coming off me. I'm like, yeah, towel. Where was I? Why well, is he? Um, and and and. It, Great affordability. You get to see, you get to people watch. If you never lift a weight in your life, still join the YMCA. Because you can hop on one of those heavy flywheel fixies 
And you can ride for hours, and you would never, ever need anything other than music to listen to. Because you could people watch for the rest of your natural life. I should do the knighthood down there. Because I could just sit there and watch people of all different types. Oh, it's, it's such a great time. Um, and not as much hogging of the machines. You know, I see guys with tattoos on their necks and, and, and the teardrop tattoo right next to their eye. Um, by the way, I don't ask them to move. Or today I saw a guy um, working out in bare feet, which for me is a health alarm right there. Um, but it's cool. It's fun to go to. I, I strongly recommend it. And, and even if you even if you can't get to a weight room, folks, you should make sure you, to do something. Because we're all, if you're a true cycling-specific person, you're doing yourself a huge misservice because disservice because you're not working out a lot of those specific muscle groups that you're going to need. You know, we can't all just be bike riders, bike riders for the rest of our lives. You know, and um, so you gotta you gotta work that core. And and, the, and I hate using that core because it's such a popular term now. But it's true. You got to do it. I mean, it's a great way. It's a muscle group that we all need to develop. And I hate it. I hate working on it. I don't have a really strong core, but we'll try. We'll see. Let's see what else. Oh, um, uh, Olympics are on. Olympics are in full gore. Full gore. Full bore. Gore, if you are talking about Bob Costas. Man, do you see that guy? Guy's got conjunctivitis in both eyes i've never known that somebody could actually get it in both eyes in pink eye you've now spread it across your entire face and he can't broadcast anymore they have lester williams on tonight i guess lester was like i gotta fly to russia oh jesus yeah getting on a plane going over there maybe they just did a hologram or something like that but um Mark, I'm not going to talk too much about the Olympics because uh, Mark and I have that plan. That's going to be our topic. As you guys know, we're going to do the classic uh, sport, competition, or game with the events from the Winter Olympics. So we will be going through that here in our next episode, I promise. Um, and I love the Olympics. I do, I do, I do, I do. But I hate, hate, hate American television coverage because it is so biased towards American athletes. Now, I'm from America. I want to see the American athletes, but I don't want to see just. I want to be able to see the rest of the event. If if there's a if there's a, you know, a battle ha- happening at the front of a cross-country ski event, I want to see that going on. I don't want to see little Billy Randolph whose whose brother has you know some sort of a health problem when I don't want to see that behind the scenes story. I want to see the race happening. So please do that, and I don't want to see the figure skating. Jesus, H. There is at least eighty percent of the evening coverage is relay is destined to watch these girls in glitter and costumes, hopping and dancing around, getting pissed off because the Romanian judge dropped her a half of a point for a score. Figure skating, I will go off on figure skating, folks. It it I hate figure skating because it is so dominating. Both Olympics, winter and summer, are always cornered and controlled by what? Happy dancing little 12-year-old girls. Gymnastics and figure skating. Are what they're doing impressive amounts of physical feat? Yeah, that's great. That's cool. I'm impressed by what they're doing. 
but give me something else, please, for the love of God. Shift over to another sport. It's not all about what little mom in the small town America wants to watch. We, the rest of us, would all like to see something else, please. All right. Oh, but I want to. I, I am going to watch the Olympics. I'm going to watch. I'm, I'm going to suffer through the the um, figure skating because I want to wait and I want to get the five minutes of short track speed skating in. Um, I can't believe. And I, here I am talking about the Olympics. And I said I wasn't going to talk too much about the Olympics, but um, whoever whoever um, Vladimir Putin has uh, blackmailed on the Olympic Committee, um, please give up your job because. What a weird place to host a Winter Olympics. It's like a resort town. Average temperatures in the 50s, for crying out loud. But I'll watch it. I'll watch it all. It'll be a good one. And we got another week left. So, folks, I said I was going to come on. I said I was going to do a show. And I've only got 36 minutes into it, Jesus. I can't, I, I don't want to waste any more time. And I, I had planned all this stuff talking about the Olympics, but I don't want to do that to Mark because I know you guys don't want to hear from Mark back. And so I wanted to get a show out to you, and I wanted to make sure to mention about that knighthood attempt. So um, if you are curious about what all that is about, go to, well, go to packfiller.com first and click on the link. That'd be really nice. And then um, check out what it's all about, Sufferlandry and Knighthood. And uh, it's it's absolutely crazy. They got a Facebook group, so people who want to attempt the knighthood, you can find out about it. I've got a technical order of what I'm going to do of the videos, um, and I, it'll be interesting. Uh, you know, I, I I could mention it here, but I don't know if you're all Sufferfest people, so I don't want to bore you with it. But um, ten videos, March eighth. Come make fun of me. Uh, Skype in if you want. Oh my God! I can't believe I'm gonna take Skype calls. That could be really, that could be really potentially damaging. But um, and then and watch out and tell me what you think and and throw a few shekels in the direction of some of these junior kids and get them some entry fees and get them a jersey and get them a pair of shorts and um, and we'll see if we can make some difference there. All right. Super short show. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. I am Pat Bulger. Mark Hodgson and I are going to do a show within the next five days. That will be posted up. We will be able to talk more in-depth about the Olympics, more in-depth about uh, – Mark wants to talk about the Super Bowl. He's a big football guy. I'm, you, know, you know me. I'm, I'm a bandwagon football guy, but that's pretty much it. And um, I definitely want to mention some things. I'm so glad to see Chris Horner back on into the Pro Peloton. Thank God the Lamprey folks picked him up. We've got, they got the world champion, the world champion in Rui Costa, and they also have the Tour of Spain champion in Chris Horner. So um, little Herbie the Elf, Chris Horner is going to last another year at least, and uh, he's going to get to do some big races. He's going to get to do the Giro. He's going to get to come back and uh, try and see what he can do again in the Tour of Spain. Guy never quits, man. He's 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 getting up there, and he gives me a reason to get on my bike every day. Okay, I hope he is. Um, so that's it. Uh, keep riding. Check out a Sufferfest video, and we'll catch you very soon. Take care.